I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires, land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Hello. It's a beautiful day in our sacred Black Hills, and even though it's January, it's a nice day in in the 40s. I must say our nation is in turmoil, and there's just been a lot that's gone on. Everybody was really looking forward to 2021, and then the first couple of weeks has been a trying time for our nation. And I guess what I would say is united we stand, then then we're strong, we're a strong nation. And no matter which side you like, politically, right or left, that really should not bear on how you treat other people and We are encouraged and we do want to think about being kind and civil civil to one another. And in that respect, I'm, I'm thinking about history. And, you know, some wonderful things have happened to me in my career. And I thought I would share this little story with you because even when things do look bleak, Sometimes we just all of a sudden get a great blessing. And even with the little blessings, we're, we're to count them. And so I'm, I, I guess I'll tell you about this. I had the opportunity to uh, become good friends with Dorothy Firecloud, who at that This was in 2007, and she was superintendent of Devil's Tower, which we, as Lakota people, call Mato Lodge. So it's Bear Lodge. And there, this is so fantastic. And uh, I want you to stop to think about the the way it happened and how it came about. Anyway, Dorothy told me that there was this uh, Japanese, very famous man named Junko Muto. Junko Muto. And he's kind of world known. He had dual citizenship in both Japan and Italy. And at that time, he was living in Italy. And he had kind of a vision that he wanted to create 
sculptures for uh, world peace. And this was back in 2008, and it didn't start then. I believe it started in 2000. And his vision was to begin at the Vatican because he was very close to the Pope and had had quite a few audiences with him. And so the the sculpture would start there. And then to back up even further, he was given the ability to take a marble out of the quarry that Michelangelo, of all people, in Italy. So they're, they don't give the, this permission to very many people. But because of his vision, they allowed him to do this. He wanted to start at the Vatican, and then the next sculpture was to be at where um, Buddha attained enlightenment in India. And the third of all places he wanted at Devil's Tower Monument, which is considered sacred by the Native American people and the tribes throughout the area, not just the Lakota, the Northern Cheyenne and Arapahoes and any of the tribes throughout the area considered this a sacred site, and they come to pray. And you know, I've often been there, and I can see why they would feel that way, because you kind of come over a hill, and you look down, and you see this huge rock there, kind of so unusual, and just there. And, and of course, you know, it's it's easy to feel that that's a sacred site. So Mr. Muto wanted to be able to place one of his sculptures, and his main idea was to create seven sculptures and have them go around the world. Now, yeah, I've lost contact with Mr. Muto, and uh, I don't know where he's at in this now after 13, 14 years later and if he was able to um, achieve any more. But he did achieve three. And it was quite a feat when you stop to think about it because here he did the sculpture. The Japanese government paid for it because they wanted to extend a hand of friendship for for world peace and this huge big sculpture that weighed tons and tons um, was transported over from Italy and I I do believe that uh, the base of it was donated a huge rock from Crazy Horse Monument so there was a lot of thought and preparation that went into this. And I ask myself, how in the world did I get involved? Because I'm just a Lakota woman, and 
I'm an artist and things happen to me that just out of the blue that I consider great blessings. And this was one of them. And so Dorothy asked me if I would like to collaborate. They wanted a a Native American artist to collaborate with him on a Pendleton blanket because as those of you who are familiar with tribes, they know you know that that is a great honor to be given a Pendleton blanket. And they the organization up at Devil's Tower was wanting to make 250 very limited series of this blanket. And so I told Dorothy, well, you know, I would be honored and very happy to, but I feel like um, Mr. Muto has to okay this. He has to see my art. I would very much like to meet him. And for me, it was solely up to his decision as to whether he would accept me. And we had at that time a gallery in Hill City, South Dakota, which is right between Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse. And it's a, it was, it's just a wonderful little town. You know, uh, tourists come there, and what was so much fun about it was often we'd get to meet people from Europe, from France and Italy and all over. And, and I always find that really interesting, that to meet other people like that, other cultures. So <laughs> they went down the street to eat at Desperados, which is a wonderful place to eat at. And and they came, came into the gallery and invited my husband and I over there. And uh, I got to meet Mr. Muto, and he rather tall and slim for a Japanese and such a gentleman and so we ate together and and then he came back to the gallery and I gave him a few gifts and we talked and he had an interpreter there and he was able to speak English but sometimes it was a little bit hard to understand him for me you know other people might be fine but for me it's hard and um, anyway come to find out that he liked my artwork and he he wanted to collaborate so what I did was a a block print and it was the Mateau Lodge the Bear Lodge otherwise known as Devil's Tower with some trees underneath and then his sculpture was kind of at the base there. And to begin with, he had named it Circle of Sacred Smoke. So it was it's almost like a puff of smoke that travels up into the sky. And it was meant that way for um, a peace pipe. And so I put peace pipes at the bottom of the base of my picture with the sculpture, the circle of sacred smoke. Well, you know, everybody has different ideas, and there um, there were some ideas that perhaps a non-Native would 
some of the tribes didn't care for that. And so uh, I believe the name was changed, but um, slightly. It, it wasn't sacred smoke any longer. It was circle of smoke. Anyway, we got to go up to Devil's Tower, and this is kind of a fun part because my I call him my brother Vic Swallow. He's a Lakota elder, and he has spoken on Lakota Link quite a few times, and I look up to him, and he's, he's just fun to be around. And he had been... Um, stationed in Japan uh, when he he was in the Navy. And so he had been stationed there quite a while. So he knew of the culture and he also knew a few words. And he came and then my husband, he takes pictures for me and among a lot of other things. And so Mr. Muto had an entourage, and there was, I, I'm going to say like 10 to 15 people, and some of them were interpreters, and some of them were photographers, and they were doing a, a little documentary film. So my entourage was my husband and my brother Vic. <laughs> And so we go up there, and it, it was quite the deal. You know, I got to sign the linchpin of the um, sculpture. And for those of you who have been up to Devil's Tower, it's kind of easy to bypass that because it's down closer to the campground. But it is such a pretty, pretty place, and the picture comes out so great because you can take a picture of the tower right through the sculpture. And I really encourage people to stop there. So there, we did the blankets and Mr. Muto, he, <laughs> he's kind of different than anybody I knew. Now he's very much a gentleman and I really liked him. But at the same time, he was tended to be a little e- egotistical. And he signed some of the blankets, and so did I. And he s- said anything that had his signature on it was worth $1,000 just because of his signature. And I've got quite a few blankets, of you know, with his signature, so... I did pretty good, but they had a huge celebration, and it was not easy to accomplish because, you know, the tribes were all kind of, um, they wanted to participate, and they did, but at the same time, there was some feelings, you know, and so everybody had to be careful, always be respectful of one another's culture, but I'm I'm going to tell you my outlook on it. For one thing, they had dignitaries from Japan come, and they had flown into Denver. And, you know, those great big drums that are really tall, 
they had a drum group, and I think they had for that just a separate bus almost because those drums were so big. And then, of course, there was different tribes that brought their drums and singers, and it was just great to be a part of this. And my small way, I feel like I participated in a historical event. By the way, the um, name of the sculpture that eventually became was Wind Circle. And, and that that was okay with the tribes. They didn't mind that. So, so if you go up to Devil's Tower, you can even request that you want to see Wind Circle. Anyway, back to this event. Here's the heartfelt part of it in, in history. You know how uh, right now we're going through many historical events also in our nation. And I guess to stop to think, a lot of this has happened in our nation, and we've come through it, and we've come through it stronger and in a better nation. And that's my prayer right now, that this we will. But anyway, um, my dad had joined this Navy during World War Two, and and he, and I'm going to tell more about this story some other time. But he was at Pearl Harbor when it was bombed, and when we got up on the stage, we both um, talked a little bit. And this is something I didn't know until that day. Was got up and told about my dad being at Pearl Harbor. And Mr. Muto got up and told about his dad being at Pearl Harbor. And he had actually gone as a kamikaze pilot. Now, for some of you young people who don't understand this, kamikaze pilots, if they had the chance, they literally died in their plane to to uh, destroy a ship or whatever. And, you know, when I heard that, I just kind of got goosebumps. And I thought to myself, what would my dad think, you know? And my dad was a very intelligent person, and he was well-read. He just loved to read newspapers, and he loved to read books, and I guess that's where I get it from. But... um I felt that he he would be very happy with that because he went through this war and went through that as a young age. And one of my mom's best friends was Japanese. In fact, her name was Sue Takeda, and she and her family had been put in an internment camp. I kind of remember her talking about that and I was pretty young and so I didn't even understand that but you know there's hope and and here we came back years you know 60 years later to to want a symbol of world peace and 
Mr. Muto was trying to do that, and and I, in a small way, was able to participate. And I just think, you know, right now things look pretty bad. There is some hope, you know, with this COVID that that the vaccination will work good for everybody and that perhaps we might be able to get back to a little bit more normal life. But during this time, I'd say take advantage of it. Think about the past and dwell upon our blessings. And you never know when somebody might knock on your door and and offer you a chance to be involved with a historical event, something I just absolutely had no idea would happen to me. I guess I'm just wanting to encourage everybody to think of, look forward. We don't look backwards, but look forward. And those are my Lakota values and you know, some of the things that we need to do for one another with generosity and kindness. Use wisdom with our words for one another. Remember, words are very important. They can tear down, but they can also lift up. So I say to you, my friends there that are willing to take time to listen to Lakota Link, I appreciate you. And I appreciate that... um, you want to learn about the Lakota culture, and I'm going to have some really great people that's going to be on in the next few weeks. I'm going to have Eric Zimmerman, who's a historian, and he's very well versed and knows about uh, the Susan in Rapid City and the land that was taken away from the tribes, and he's going to explain that to a little bit. I'm going to have Liz Garcia, Janice, uh, she's a doctor, and she fell in love with my cousin. She actually is from the Philippines to begin with. So smart, this lady, so smart, and she has such a great heart. She's been with Doctors Without Borders and traveled throughout the world to help people, and I think she has some wonderful things to say. And then I am also going to have Basil Braveheart. And those of you from Pine Ridge know him. He's very well known. And he's such a wise elder. And I am so happy that he honored me with an interview. And so I'm looking forward to new and great things this year. And even though we've gotten a little bit of a rocky start, that's okay. We're strong people. Uh, We can get through it. And I just say to you many blessings and hope you'll join us next week. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I, I enjoy visiting with the people. And if you did go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and 
I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take